planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hello, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your hosts, Rita and Mel. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Today, we have a very special guest. It is Tim Anderson, also known as The Liminalist. Um, We'd like to welcome Tim to the show. Thank you for being our guest. Welcome, Welcome, Tim. Tim. Thank you very much. You got that down pretty good, too. You you just came right up. The liminalist, you got it. (laughs) Yeah, because it was Mel saying it. (laughs) We'll test you later. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, thank you again for being our guest. So you've been, you know, you're a musician, singer and songwriter. Um, Can you tell us about your musical journey since the age of 12? Because I believe that's where it began. Tell us a bit more about it. Right. Um, it was uh, with my brother-in-law and, and he was this really cool dude that was this total 80s guy like you see in the movies, you know, and um, just uh, he was listening to Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue, like all that good 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was at the age where I wasn't really into music yet. And, and hearing that stuff, it just hit me for whatever reason. It just sparked. And, you know, I just I wanted to be a guitar player and you know not a not a drum no offense drummers I didn't want to be a drummer or a bassist or you know um I just wanted to play guitar and I I didn't really see the uh the whole singing thing coming for a long time so I I didn't do any of that but um yeah just it was about a year or so later six months to a year whatever I I got hold of a guitar and um it just went from there and I just, I, I just fell in love with it. You know, didn't want to do anything else but that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who, who were your personal influences in the music industry? In the music industry. Um, back then, it was definitely all those '80s, you know, Rat and Motley Crue and Bon Jovi and all the good hair metal stuff, you know. Um, and then when the in the '90s, um, well, I mean, I was. 12 in the 90s but I was just catching on to this stuff but when I caught on to the newer 90s kind of heavier stuff it was uh Pantera and Alice in Chains and all these things that were coming more in the full circulation of uh mainstream music yeah which well I I wouldn't say Pantera was mainstream at the time because you know um yeah well not compared to pop music you know oh yeah I mean that's a different different part altogether (laughs) but yeah yeah Excellent. So coming, coming, like moving on to your journey um, throughout that, again, your musical journey, and then you were also led to the Marine Corps. So share with us, you know, your, your time within the Marine Corps and how you still kept that music, that musical journey alive. How did that, um, how did you balance that both? Um, Well, the the music, yeah, I, I really didn't get all the time I wanted to spend doing music. Um, because I went to Iraq in 2003 
And then in 2004, and there was only six months in between that, um, between the times we went. So between the two deployments, it was really spent time, you know, with my wife and just dabbling a little bit on guitar. Um, But the, my dog's over here flipping up. Um, But after the second deployment is when I really got back into music because I had some guys that I'd met and we were able to play and, and, uh, but here's how much I do love music is when I was in Iraq, I ordered an acoustic guitar and it took about three months for it to get there. <laughs> wow. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even know if it would make it. I'm like, is this possible? Because at that time, you know, the war was still new. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, can I really order a package? to a war zone (laughs) and I guess you can so um yeah and then I I couldn't bring it back with me so I found uh another guy from another unit that played guitar and I was just like hey here you go he was like awesome you know yeah um but as far as balancing out yeah I I, there was no way really of uh Mm -hmm. keeping a hold of the things I wanted to do with music uh, at that time you know yeah, sure. Did, did a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I liked the, uh, you know, the, the thought that you, you know, you still wanted to have a guitar, you know, the acoustic guitar, something in the music realm to kind of that was your kind of personal journey that you never lost, even though there was no time or you know it wasn't something mainstream for you at that time, which was right, cool. and and it did help because um, you know. When I got the when I finally got the guitar and we had maybe we had like four or five months left of the deployment, um, another guy that I was friends with he was a good singer, and it was like kind of a, a a morale booster because me and him were able to entertain some other guys, you know, and that's that's what some of them, the guys that were into music that's what they needed because they needed something to keep their mind away from why we're you know being there in the first place. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sure even with that, you probably, you know, you and like your friend that were kind of jamming together and entertaining those that were with you, you probably came up with a lot of lyrics or there was probably a lot of inspiration about the things that were going around you or. Right. Uh, definitely for him, because I, I wasn't, I would harmonize with him on things, but at the time I still wasn't really um, into, into singing. Um, but for him, yeah, he was definitely writing a lot of things of, um, and you know, what's funny is, is he, well, that, I wish I could throw his name out there and promote, but there, that band he was with isn't together anymore. Mm. Um, but right after he got out of the Marine Corps, he was up in Chicago and had a band that was really doing like extremely well. Yeah. And, um, all his lyrics were about, you know, his time in Iraq. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. But then the, the same for me is after I got out, I kind of, the band I had at the time, I kind of, um, for years, I took those lyrics too. I started doing things. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, oh, go ahead. Right. So I was just oh. wondering, where did the singing then start to evolve? How did you decide, yeah, I actually want to start singing as well as playing guitar? Uh, I don't. Or did it just happen? I, it it kind of, well, it, it was like a little bit of both because I was like, oh, I'm going to sit here and sing. Hopefully nobody can hear me. And, uh, you know, how most people do it when they're not sure if they're even a good singer, you know, it's just like, oh, 
I'll go somewhere else and sing because someone's <laughs> around. You know, you're worried about what they're what they're going to think. Um, so there was a little bit of that of like, okay, I do want to learn and and be a good singer. And uh, another part of that was being in a band where we had another singer and he left. And then later on, we got another singer and he left. So in between, I'd have to sing to be able to do a show. Mm-hmm. And then when the, when the second one, you know, it came to a point where like, okay, I'm just going to do it because then if somebody else comes along and leaves the band, then, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and it just kind of grew over time of, of like, oh, wow, I, I, I guess I'm not too bad. So I was like, just kept going, you know, and, and trying to do all the things um, to do it the right way because it's, it's, uh, it is an instrument as well, you know, exactly. and keeping up on it's the hardest part. So mm-hmm. usually my, uh, my, most of my time practicing is on the way home from work in my car where I can scream my lungs out, you know, not, yeah. not, not coming home and everyone's doing their thing around the house. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> bel- belting out stuff, you know. Amazing. It sounds almost like, um, it was the universe's call for you to start singing. Definitely. The fact that, you know, all these, all the singers left and you were filling in. It put was you like, into that situation. You, yeah. Get you yeah. Out. yeah. 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 It, it kind of worked out good. You know, I, I never saw myself even possibly at all being a singer, you know, years back. And, and then it just happened. And, um, you, you know, as a, maybe as a guitarist or whatever, you know, you still get that, you're worried about that criticism from other people. I think vocals are a little different because it's, it's so much harder, you know? And uh, so I still criticize myself pretty bad, but it's also a good thing, but it's also a bad thing too. Cause you know, a lot of times I'm like, uh, I don't want to sing that. And someone could say, Oh, well, you know, but you sing it good. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, kind of going through your journey, I know, obviously, uh, we're both aware that obviously you had some experiences that were really traumatic um, during your life. But each time it felt like you were diving deeper into your music. Um, you know, was music your lifeline through these difficult times or, you know, and how, how did it help you? Uh, definitely, because I think when there is these... You know, and I'm not the only one, so I'm not going to put it like that. But, you know, when you get these repetitive things of like, why, 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 you know, um, over the years, I I think a lot of people, um, it can go really bad. It can go south Mm. pretty, pretty bad. And uh, because most people, you want to turn to something and you don't know what it could be. And for some people, it's good. They take on this new path in life, a journey they did not see coming. Mm. Um, for some people, it's some drugs or whatever, some kind of addiction because it's trying to escape all these things that have been building up. Yeah. And, lo- and luckily for me, um, it, it, was, it was music that I had you yeah. know, where I could dive, dive right into it and just let myself be consumed by it mm. and it, it not be... Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I think even with music and some people disagree with me, even with music, um, there's a point of diving into it where it's, 
it might be a little ridiculous, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. um, anything out of moderation is not, you know, and even music, because I've, I've sat at home, I've, you know, um, I've gone night and day on a, like a weekend binge doing music and, and I wouldn't say it's really good for your brain because your brain's concentrating on all these frequencies and all these things you're doing and mm-hmm. your brain is working so hard, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think over the last couple of years, I've kind of gotten back out of that. Now I take breaks and I do work out and I, you know, go to work and I do all these things I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So, but it's, it's definitely therapy. It's great therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I think almost it's like, you know, they say if you're working out as well, that's a release as well of, you know, all these emotions, either negative or, you know, things that are from the past. So I guess music as well. I mean, playing the guitar I mean I used to play the guitar back in the day and it was like it is a good release even if you're playing along to to a band or whatever and it's not your own stuff so I guess right. did you find though that your music was changing through these times like were you getting quite deeper and more heavier in your music or how is it changing um not necessarily heavier because I'll still do like a really heavy song Mm-hmm. And then I could come, you know, the next day we'll do something on like just piano. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's all in the lyrics and, and how I feel at the time of writing those lyrics. Mm-hmm. And most of them are just all those different stages of grief, mm-hmm. you know, and so they could be, you know, uh, they could be really kind of mad, hateful kind of lyrics, you know, yeah. and then, then it could be, um, you know, one of the stages of grief is, is guilt, you know, mm. and there's, you know, it's that. And so it's just rolling through all these different stages and, and, and all these things that affect my life, yeah. you know, because of the grief. Um, and I think it's, I think it's a good thing to where um, at first it was really just ther- therapy for me and it still is. But since the first song, I've had people reach out and say, Hey, you know, I just, you know, lost somebody that was really close to me or, or whatever. And they uh, or whoever, and they would say, I was listening to your music and you were saying the things that I felt that I couldn't just form it into words. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's when I really was like, okay, I need to keep going with this because mm-hmm. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And even though it feels like it, there's other people out there that feel they're completely alone and mm-hmm. it shouldn't have to be that way, especially with, that subject, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think definitely music is one of those special um it's a yeah, it's a special emotion, uh, a special thing that really does touch people in so many different ways. And you know, whether it's lost, whether it's you know, wh- whichever topic it is, everyone and anyone can relate to it on some level and again it just speaks to you and and you know and I think that's a beautiful thing and you've got that calling to carry on which kind of brings me to the next question did you ever get to the point where you thought uh, maybe music's not for me and I'm gonna throw in the towel and just get on with other things in life or did that ever cross your mind I think on a monthly basis <laughs> because because uh you know especially with what with what you guys do, you see how um, other people are trying to promote themselves on social media. And it just, it can be a letdown sometimes because 
you know, you might be excited about something you're posting and then nothing really comes of it. Yeah. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with the song, you know, it's just, but that's the way it, that's the vibe it gives is like, Oh, well, nobody likes this. I mean, what's the, you know, what's the point of doing this if nobody likes it? You know? And yeah. then that's just like a little, it's like a little childish temper tantrum for a minute, you know? <laughs> Um, it's just a little phase because kind of like, then the, you know, the next day, you know, you're thinking like, oh, well, well I mean, cause I'm doing it for me anyways, you know, yeah. but there's those, there's those little moments every once in a while where it's like, nah, I'm done, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. But as far as, um, as far as those little tiny moments, um, realistically, I don't see myself stopping at all. Good. Um, it, it's all I want. If nothing ever, ever comes of it, as far as um, something something bigger, mm-hmm. uh, that that would be nice. But I honestly, I honestly don't care. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do care a little bit because that would be awesome. But right now, I'm just about the music because it, it's helping myself, exactly. and there's other people out there. So that's the main, definitely the main focus is that is the big picture. Yeah, amazing yeah. and I think that's I think that's what I know me and Mel love about that is the fact that you're doing something you love and you're doing something that makes you feel good and you enjoy it and that can only lead to great success and with your talent Tim I'm sure definitely the sky's the limit for you we know it thank you <laughs> <laughs> every time we listen to some a, a tune of yours we're like we're so excited <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you thank you so much yeah, because, you know, and with that, it's, if you don't keep it a passion, you know, even at whatever level somebody might be on, it doesn't matter if it's a passion because, um, you know, like we all know, um, to be a paramedic or a police officer, that's got to be a passion because maybe in a bigger city, but in a lot of places, the, the pay isn't, I wouldn't say this, you know, this greatest, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, and it's all about the passion. And it's funny because we get those big celebrities that tell everybody, you know, these people that are already making millions, you know, if you just follow your dream, you could be like me. <laughs> it's not, if it was that easy, we'd all be millionaires. You know I mean? Exactly. <laughs> well, whatever. I, I, that, that stuff irritates me sometimes. It's like, no, nah, I like seeing other people just doing their thing because it's passion. And yeah. that's their motivation and love, not not that whole million dollar, you know, thing they haven't even done for a while. They're like, just look at me, you know. You know <laughs> they, forget, they forget that gap of that hard work and commitment and keeping going between yeah. that. It just seems like it's an instant it's transition. About that. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> in, instantly rich. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Okay, where was I in the queue? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like like why we do this show is because we meet people that are real you know like yourself who are right. doing what they love are looking to share that with everyone and that's i'd say that's some of our best interviews is when exactly. people are real and it's just showing that passion Definitely. so Right. Yeah, that, that speaks louder than you definitely. know, definitely. Yeah, mansion and stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And also, passion lives. You know, it lives a lifetime more. It's more than it exceeds a lifetime. Yeah. Right. But you know, money will only get you so far. But you need to have 
that will and that love and that passion that. together. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Cause I, I can understand some passions, you know, if you're 72 years old, it's not that easy to go do your passion of snowboarding anymore. You know? yeah. Not saying there's not yeah. guys out there that, old, that aren't doing it though. Cause if they love yeah. it that much and they're in great shape, I'm sure they still are, you know, yeah. but that, that's why I don't, I don't see myself. There's no reason to ever stop. You know, I mean, we say that now until I get like really bad carpal tunnel, but I will find a way. There's <laughs> yeah. always be a way. There's always a way. And in the world that we're living today, there will there will definitely be a way. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> right. Robot robot arms, whatever it takes. Yeah. I'll keep <laughs> <laughs> so you just released um, a cover of the great um, Pat Benatar Invincible. Yes, yes, just today. Yep. Just share with us because me and Mel have listened to it. Brilliant. Like, I oh, love thank it. You. I thank love you. the original. Love it. So, yeah, it was just like, wow. It just You just kept that, that, um, that amazingness and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. amazingness <laughs> of that actual original song. You kept it and you just brought it to life again. So, just tell us why Invincible and, and just about how did that come about? <laughs> Um, all from the start of that uh, the movie, The Legend of Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a great movie. And, you know, I've watched it so many times, you know, since the first time I saw it, you know, what, 30, 20, 30 years ago, you know. And um, it, I thought the song was just a great inspiration for just just everything. And just always loved the song. And I, you know... Um, I just decided, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And I've been sitting on it for about three months because I kept listening and I'm like, oh, you know, I just don't want to, um, oh, do I like it? You know, I'm not sure. I kept criticizing myself. And I'm like, because, I mean, it's Pat Benatar. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to put a crappy one out there, you know, and, I, <laughs> and just to put it out there just to say, oh, well, yeah, I just did this. No, I, was, I sat on it for months. And um, finally, last week, my wife was like, it's good. Just post it. You know, she's like, I love it. It's good. Just post it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to post it. See how it goes. Um, but I didn't want to, uh, you know, some bands will take a song and they'll make it like way heavier and do, you know, add these screams and add whatever. That's one song that I did not want to do that to. I wanted to keep the, I wanted to, wanted it to feel a little heavier but I wanted to keep keep that awesome just vibe of the way you know she sings it, yeah. and it's just it's too good of a song for me to do it some other different way and screw up, you know, yeah. the you know that song, you know, and uh, so I, yeah, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep it as wholesome as it was compared to yeah. compared to that, and the the vocals on the chorus I'm keeping more kind of monotone going through that because yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a guy and I'll tell you what I'm when I'm trying to do the chorus to that when I was singing it I'm not going to share what it originally <laughs> originally sounded like when I tried it because it was so bad I'm like yeah okay I can't hit those pit- I can't hit those pitches range. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
know. Well, yeah, I mean, in the UK, we have a phrase saying you smashed it, which yeah. means you just did an amazing job with it. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, we can't wait for the uh, viewers to definitely go on to Spotify and listen to it and and all of your music. So, excellent stuff there. And and you know what's funny? We don't have the the kind of um, the kind of crowd that we would need. Um, But I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, you know what I really want to do? And my wife's got a short haircut now. And we were sitting eating dinner and I was like, you know, if I did a video, would you play Billie Jean? And she was like, no. <laughs> but I was thinking at first, you know, it's probably not going to happen, but I wanted to replicate kind of like the video from that, you know, back in the, in the yeah. Yeah. 80s or 90s when, it, when the actual video came out, you know, and uh, I thought that would have been awesome. It's not going to happen, but that would have been fun. You never know. You might be able to twist her arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yep. Oh, excellent. Oh, that's, yeah, no, that's really good. And again, congratulations on the release again. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I guess, um, is there any more, what, what else is in the pipeline for you in terms of music-wise? Um, I do have uh, a song with a guy that another song that I haven't released um, because I'm kind of waiting on uh, some artwork to go with it. Um, but I had another guy from Twitter that I met. That's a great solo guitarist. Um, he jumped on a song with me and just did a solo. And then me and him are talking about, actually, I think we're going to do it today is we're going to uh, video chat with each other and start working on a song between the both of us. He's a f- phenomenal guitarist. Um, so I have that. Um, I've probably got about five more songs that I haven't finished sitting on my laptop. Um, it's not even close to Halloween and I'm thinking about another video like I did with the My Own Grave one where I got a collaboration of a bunch of people to, you know, kind of submit their own videos. Um, some people submitted 4K videos, some people submitted kind of pixelated stuff off their phone. Um, and I didn't care about that because the point was to get everybody involved and just make it fun. So definitely going to try to take it up a notch for this coming Halloween. So who knows what's to come. I'm I'm already kind of getting the gears rolling in my head. Brilliant. Love it. Love the way your mind is working there, Tim. That's excellent. So, I mean, this is your time to plug yourself now. Where can our viewers go to find out more about you and your upcoming projects? Uh, so you can go to The Liminalist on Spotify. Okay. And I'm also, I use DistroKid for distribution. So when they do songs, um, and I'm not going to be able to remember all of them, but right now all the ones I've done and all the future ones will be on, on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, um, Deezer. I haven't even used Deezer, so I don't know kind of the platform. Um, TikTok, because it, it's available for those little clip videos if somebody wants to use a song. Um, Twitch. Uh, if, if there's like 50 different platforms, and I think they pretty much cover everything when they distribute my song so everything upcoming will be on the same thing uh my youtube um also is just the liminalist um i've I've got a few lyric videos in there um some of the older songs i did uh with videos of my son because the biggest thing is i 
wanted people to see him and show him to the world. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I pretty much try to hit everything I can because I figure why not? And some of it, it, it doesn't cost that much money to use these other platforms. And I think it's a good way to go because using someone else to promote your stuff is can get pretty expensive. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> not, not all the time. Um, there's good people out there that uh, like what you guys are doing is, is great promo stuff for the people that you guys talk to. Um, but we've, we've also all seen those um, people that have the ads on Instagram. They're like, Oh, just, uh, just pay me, you know, hundred dollars, hundred dollars a month and I'll promote you. And you, you see people if you really read some of the people's comments, they're like, yeah, I paid you a hundred dollars. I ain't seen nothing yet. You know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I can get you 5 million followers in just like a week. You're like, really? <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about that? And I hope I'm not veering off topic real quick. Um, I'll kind of spit it out real quick. Is me and my wife were talking the other day about uh, these people that they'll have the people that are buying followers yeah. and when you look at their profile at first glance, you're like, wow, this person must be, I don't know what they're doing. It must be really awesome though. They've got 150,000 viewers. They follow 150,000 people. They have no comments on any of their posts. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, you bought all those followers. Yeah. Because how is- <laughs> exactly. Or they've got like about yeah. five posts and you're like, how do you get all those followers? <laughs> yeah. Like five posts. It just doesn't yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how much they paid for those followers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, I mean, you know, we could talk all day to you, yeah. but we know obviously you've got a busy day ahead. And again, thank you so much for being our guest. Um, oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Definitely. No worries at all. Right. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and actually, I've just remembered I've missed one part of the important part of this interview, right. as if none of the rest is important. Bring Let me see. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> she forgot too. You see, look, we started thinking going off topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, we like to ask our guests to share three tips um, that they would share with those of our viewers who may be interested in um, making music, becoming a singer. What three tips would you share, especially for those that maybe are feeling quite doubtful and secure in themselves? Um, really, the only tip is that I, well, I wouldn't say the only one. I mean, there's a couple little ones, but just, uh, you just have to do your own thing and just hone your craft. Um, because a lot of people, you know, sit on something and they don't want to, they don't want to further themselves, um, further learning of whatever they're doing. And I think in just about anything, there is a never ending, um, learning, you know, there's, there's never a full master of something, you know? Um, I mean, you can talk to people that have done yoga for 20, 30 years and they're still, there's always more. You know, I mean, and I think it's like that with just about anything. So, so definitely music um, for everybody out there is just don't stop and, you know, just keep learning and keep pushing the limit of what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Great. Love it. Thank you yeah, again, Tim. It's been <gasps> a pleasure to have you on our show. Yes, it's been fun. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase.
After months of reviewing thousands of documents and conducting hundreds of interviews behind closed doors, the House January 6th committee hearings are underway. Tune in to C-SPAN as committee members question key witnesses about what transpired and why during the assault on the U.S. Capitol. Get the hearing schedule on our website at cspan.org and watch our coverage on the free C-SPAN Now app. Or listen on your smart speaker by saying play C-SPAN Radio. C-SPAN, your unfiltered view of government.